Hello, and welcome to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I am your husband and GM, Zach. And I'm your wife and player, Diana. And this is part two of our 2018 holiday special, in which Elahair, the Arctic elf, attempts to escape the Longhouse Palace of the Red-Robed Lich. Ho, ho, ho. How are you doing, my darling? I have a touch of bronchitis. Yeah, the doctor said you have a touch of bronchitis. Yeah, which is very medical. It's very official. Yes. Just a touch of the bronchitis. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a very uh, very exact science, it sounds like. <laughs> are you are you going to be okay to record? Our fans need me. Owl hair <laughs> needs to get out of this situation. I think I just have to push through. Okay. Well, just know we have an open door policy, an open table policy. So if you uh, need to leave for whatever reason, we can, we can stop. We can see how far we can go. I mean, San- scary Santa is pretty scary. I might have to take a break. That that's true. Might have to. Yeah, you got a little, you got a little raspy. I mean, it just adds to the sexiness of the moment, doesn't it? <laughs> it's just a little bit sexy. The, the sexiness of this uh, horror uh, Christmas <laughs> campaign. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit of sexiness. <laughs> so when we laugh left left off, Elahair, the Arctic elf mage who has winter in her soul, was attempting to escape from the underground workshops of the Red Road Lich and had fled from the glassworkers room to the workshop room. Frozen time as a Arctic elf guard tried to stop her and then was forced to slay him when her magic went uh, a little awry. And we left off with Elahir standing above this bloodied elf that she had just slain. Uh, with her dagger covered in blood. And uh, neither of us could remember what your heritage hold was, so we just had you re-roll it for uh, three hold. Yes. So uh, what do you want to do? So I bend down, um, and I take a little of the blood off my sword and on my thumb, Mm -hmm. and I kind of just press it to his forehead. And that is a thing that's like like a ritual in my tribe that I remember from when I was a little girl. Because okay. um, I left when I was a little girl. So I don't necessarily remember why I'm doing it, but it is a part of the tradition of my tribe and of my town to take a little bit of their essence and put it on their forehead. Okay, good. That's great. Yeah. That justifies us re-rolling that heritage. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. Um, I also like the implication of when Thelion came in, he murdered a lot of people and didn't do that for them. Yep. So it was like... It's obviously a sign of respect, which I think is interesting for Elohair to be, for her to be respecting this guard that she just killed right. in that way. It's not his fault that he works for an evil, evil person. He might be a slave as well. Yes. Pro- yes. Probably, right? Almost like He probably yes. is. So it's not his fault that he's just trying to survive. But in my effort to survive, we, we both couldn't coexist. Mm-hmm. One of us had to die. And so it's not his fault. So a little bit of a sign of respect. All right. So uh, you are now in this frozen workshop. Uh, What do you want to do? I want to get out of this frozen workshop. My objective is to murder my captors and burn the place to the ground. But really, my main objective is to GTFO. Yeah, you had two objectives. One was to rescue... Oh, I forgot about him. <laughs> no, I wrote it down and then I forgot. Solivar. 
Yes. Your two objectives were to rescue Salvar and to get out. Yes. Um, although you have also made statements to the extent of... Uh, burning everything down. Burning everything down. Yeah. So there is a door on the other side of this of this massive warehouse room. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I am going to the door. Okay. I don't want to interact with any more people. I just want to go. Okay. Uh, yeah, you make your way through this... Uh, through this room it is eerie as you walk and see the soot from uh, forges hanging in the air sparks of metal continuously glowing uh, without dying out and you make your way to the door and first of all you can't unlock it with your spell up or you can't open it with your spell up um because it is frozen in time because it is frozen in time I would have to unfreeze. I was able to unfreeze the guard without unfreezing everyone. Mm-hmm. So I would like to try to unfreeze the door without unfreezing everyone. Yeah. I think when you were facing the guard, you were able just to drop it. Yeah. I think that that is still true. You can you can drop your um, the magic around you. Mm-hmm. But similar to the last door that you tried to exit a room out of um this one is magically locked um and as you drop the your magic spell you are hit with its magic right um this overwhelming uh fear that pierces into your heart Mm -hmm. can you i think you're gonna need to do something to defy this danger just by enduring it unless you have something else that you would uh, some other way you would like to act no, I think I just want to kind of push through the fear because I know that it's a trick mm-hmm. to try to open the door. Um, so I, I want to defy danger with my constitution. I just checked. It says by enduring. So like that's what I think I want to do. I just kind of want to endure this because I know that it's temporary. Okay. Because I know that it's a trap. Yeah. Also because constitution is my highest stat. Con is your highest? Yes, it is. I rolled a six, but I get plus two, which makes it an eight. All right, yeah, you uh, you managed to push through the door and get through. And on the other side, you find yourself in a large room. And this room is probably about, let's say, 20 feet by 10 feet, right? So 20 feet wide, 10 feet long. Mm-hmm. And it is adorned with gold leaves, gold branches, and this this pure white powder everywhere. And there is this red, beautiful, uh, red gold filigree, and the ceiling is lined with uh, ivy and holly. Isn't that the spiky leaves and the red berries? Probably. Mistletoe also has red berries, doesn't it? I think so. I think holly is the spiky leaves with the red berries. And there are desks in this room um, with books stacked up on them. And... I think there are there are two doors. There's one door to uh, your right and one door to your left. I'm going to discern realities before I move into this room. Okay. I rolled a three. There's nothing I can add to that to make that work. So I didn't discern anything. Well, what you do discern is uh, you hear footsteps approaching the door to the right on the other side of that door. So there's a door to the right and a door to the to mm-hmm. the left, plus the door that I'm in. Yes. All right, so I go to the door to the left out of necessity. Okay. You go through? I go through. Or I try to. 
I'm sure there will be some sort of trap trying to eat me. No, I'm assuming the not... ivy and the snow are going to, like, eat me, like in Doctor Who. That's no. what I'm expecting. Does that is that a thing that happened in Doctor Who? There are evil snowmen, yes. Oh, okay. No, you actually, uh, well, okay. There is a big wrought iron lock on this door to the left, and those footsteps are still approaching. I try to just use the magic again okay to open the door all right you're using your magic to open the door i'm gonna try okay roll cast the spell all right so since that is not within your since open door is not within your um what was it called aspect yeah uh you take minus one to the roll yeah okay so i rolled a five plus my intelligence would make it a seven so that mm-hmm. could be a success, mm-hmm. except that I have to take negative one. Yep. So I failed. Yeah. That roll really badly. Take two XP, one for that failure and another for the other. Okay. And you, uh, so so what happens when you fail your cast spell roll? I'm imagining when I use my magic, like I, I already said that I don't move my wand very much. Mm-hmm. I kind of just keep it by my hand, by my thigh. I do like a quick little like twist mm-hmm. with it and nothing just nothing is happening. Okay. Uh, does the move itself say what happens? On a miss, something goes horribly wrong. Your spell may have worked, but you will regret casting it. May have worked. Yeah. That does not mean it has to have worked. I think in that case, we're going to say that it did not work. And the door behind you opens. And standing in the doorway is Christoph Longbarther. Oh, look at him. He is uh, about 20 years old. Okay. He has a uh, just um, kind of a wispy little ginger beard um, and a little ginger mustache. Uh, his hair is pulled back in um, a braid um, that kind of comes down his uh, comes down his back, uh, and he is holding in his arms a lamb, a live little lamb, mm-hmm. and uh, in one hand he is also holding like a large knife, and. When the door opens, he stops and he goes, what are you doing here? Who are you? Um, Because I think he's just looking at your back, unless you... No, I think that makes sense. Door opened. What's a portent? I asked you this last time. A portent is like a prophecy. Okay. It's a a prediction. I would like to... (laughs) This is going to go so poorly. But I would like to reveal a grim portent to Kristoff without turning my back as a way to kind of like threaten him to go away. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Be like, leave now or da 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 da. Okay. So you use a spell to do that. Yes. And it is, it is aligned with yep. my winter. So you get plus one then, right? Yeah. All right. So I rolled a six plus one is a seven, but I'm using my intelligence. So it's a nine. Okay. So on a seven to nine, what happens? You have to pick one, right? Um, on a seven to nine, the spell takes effect, but choose two or let the GM choose one. So your magic's effect is temporary or superficial. Your spell affects either much more or much less than you wanted. Your spell has unforeseen side effects. You draw unwanted attention or put yourself in a spot. The GM will tell you how. The casting saps your energy. Take negative one ongoing to cast a spell until you have a few minutes to clear your head. 
Okay, so do you want to pick two, or do you want me to pick one? Oh, I'm so worried if I let you pick one, what will happen? But I don't really want to pick two of them, so I am going to let you pick one of them. Okay. I shouldn't, but I'm gonna. So, um, first off, let me ask you this. When you reveal grim portents, mechanically, do you think that is you telling me something about the future or is that me giving you information about what's going on i think it's you giving me information because i the way that i envision it is that i kind of like i cast the spell but i'm not the one speaking it's like a thousand voices coming from my vocal cords like i'm not necessarily in control of it i don't think that i use it very often for that purpose so i think it's you telling me something okay i think these these many voices some shrill some deep um emerge from your throat and they say uh the golden king will not be revived the demons are awake they will run they will flee they are going to be broken out someone is going to rescue them someone is going to release them upon the world the golden king will not be revived and these voices pour from your throat that's terrifying i think elohair is terrified (laughs) that's why she doesn't use this very often and uh, I'm going to choose for your cast a spell choice. You draw unwanted attention or put yourself in a spot. I knew you were going to pick that. I knew you were going to pick that. And I didn't want to give you that choice, but I didn't want to pick two of them. Ugh, I knew you were going to pick that. So which one is it? You have to tell me. Do, you, uh, do I put myself in a spot or am you, I gaining unwanted attention? I mean, uh, I think they are essentially the same thing. You just said this prophecy in front of Grimner Longbarther. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you hear him... No, it wasn't Grimnar, it was Kristoff. Kristoff, yes, you're right. And, uh... The redhead. Yes. And Kristoff, you hear him just kind of bellow. He goes, um, blasphemer! And he drops the, uh, he, uh, drops the lamb, uh, and you hear it fall and, like, kind of, uh, mule, and, uh, he starts stomping towards you. He goes, how dare you spout such blasphemy in this holy place! Can I discern realities again? (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. With my eyeballs, what am I seeing? There's a door in front of me. What's to the sides of me? uh, Let's see. To your left, there is, I think, a a bookshelf filled with tomes and and trinkets, um, small things under glass bell jars. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then further than that is the door you came through. To your right is is a shelf. Uh, or is a is a table rather mm-hmm. i'm sorry with uh an open book on it as well as some components that look fairly magical um they, they look like uh things you would use for a spell there is uh, a bundle of sage and some uh herbs and uh bits of plant and animal matter i think that's all you can see as you're like facing the door am i effectively trapped or could i move easy like how close are these Objects. Oh, uh, they're 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 uh, there's enough space for you to, to move to yeah, maneuver. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, because I think what I want to do is just wait till he's a little bit closer to me and then dash for the door he just came through. Like I think I just want to make a physical run for it. Okay, but I want to wait until he's a little closer to me, which is why I needed to know if if I was basically trapped if he gets too close to me. I needed to know if I can move around a little. Okay, uh, you can feel him getting closer. And, and his hand kind of reaching out for you. You can feel his I, hand on your back. I think I do a fake out one way and turn the other way. I do right. a pick and roll, which you don't know what that means. That's from sports. <laughs> I did a pick and roll. I did. 
You did not do team sports. Don't play. I did basketball for a week. I don't think I knew this. In middle school, I did basketball for a whole week. So (laughs) I don't think I knew this. Then you you should know what a pick and roll is. I do. Do you? Yeah, you ju- you didn't even give me a chance to oh, say that right. I knew what it was. You you're just right. said, oh, you don't know. Well, you um, did cross country. There was no reason for you to know what a pick and roll was. Yeah, well, I did one week of basketball, and then so- I gave up because it was too hard, and I hated team sports. <laughs> okay, so I pick and roll him. That's roll my your pick and roll. That's my objective. So that would be dexterity, no? Uh, Yeah, sounds like it to me. I rolled an 11, uh, plus my one is a 12. All right. Yeah, uh, you uh, you dive around. Uh, I pick Christoph. and roll effectively. I pick mm-hmm. and roll effectively. And as you turn uh, and you start to run past Kristoff, you see him like see your face mm-hmm. and recognize you, and you see his eyes go wide, and he goes, "You," as you run past him. I think you are. I rolled a twelve. You did roll a twelve. I did roll. A you 12. also failed two rolls before you rolled this twelve. But I rolled the twelve. Mm, and my true. role was to effectively leave the room. That's true. That is what I rolled. Well, your role, your role was to get around Kristoff. It was to get away from him. <laughs> Fair. Then I think I just want to. I think as you are making your way out of the room, you hear Kristoff Bella behind you. Uh, he said, "Um, your brother died like a coward, and you'll die like a coward too." As as you're making your way to the door. So here's the struggle that I'm having. Mm-hmm. She's very smart. It made her very smart. Yeah. So she recognizes that this is bait. Yes. That he wants her to turn around and argue with him and mm-hmm. get into a fight. But is she angry enough to do it? That's the question. That's a good question. So I'm going to roll a die of fate and find out if she's angry enough to be baited by him. Yeah. I have a feeling not so. You could do what I like to do when I have a character in conflict in Dungeon World, which is like roll to fight. I, I will elect to defy danger sometimes when i'm like this is what i want to do because i think it's smart but also i don't know if my character's emotions would get the best of them sometimes i'll roll what did i roll i guess that was in the sprawl that i did that you could do defy danger um plus wisdom it seems like a wise thing to know not to be tempted by your enemy or you could just roll die of fate I'm nixing all of that. I think she's too smart. Okay. And I think it's too early in the journey. We did a, we did establish last week that she is f- as filled with rage as Thelion was. She's very filled with rage. But she's so smart. She's so much smarter than her brother was. He was he was not a smart man. That's true. Is there would you let me cast a spell as I was running? I would let you roll to cast a spell as you're running. If you failed, it I would know. fail bad. I know. But I would, I would absolutely let you roll to do it. Yeah, I think that's going to be her dumb decision. I don't think her dumb decision is going to be to stand and that's fight good, him. It's a good I compromise. Gonna, I think it's going to be to throw some magic at him as she's running. All right, what, what kind of magic is this? Um, so I am going to chill him to the fucking bone. <laughs> okay. I want the ghost of my brother to appear in front of him and just like haunt him or some oh. shit. I don't know what it would be that that chills him to the bone. Well, so so you're talking literal fear. Yes. Not like a or not a cold. I guess that's figurative cold. I don't want a figure I don't want a literal cold. I want a figurative cold. I want his I want his nerve endings to be shot with fear. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's see it. <laughs> I rolled a 10 plus 1 is 11 plus oh wait and I rolled oh I rolled a 13 <laughs> what? All right. what um, what 
little happy dance. As you are running towards the door, you you turn behind you and and cast your spell with your uh, with your glass. I wand. don't think I turn. Oh, you just because because my magic has always been like really small movements. By my, I think I'm running and I'm just behind me. Okay, even. All right, yeah. Uh, you are running for that door, and as you are um, as you're making your way there, Kristoff is starting to run after you. And at that spot where you kind of twisted your wand, mm-hmm. a hand burst, like a ghostly pale white blue hand bursts out of the ground and grabs Kristoff's ankle mm-hmm. um, and then uses his ankle to pull himself up. And it is Thalion in his, in his stone and bone leather armor. Uh, and he crawls his way up Kristoff um, and shoves Kristoff back into the room. And draws a dagger as you make your way out of the room. Yes! Ha 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 ha! Motherfucker Kristoff! <laughs> you did. What? You uh, Do you even bother to close the door behind you? No. All right. Uh, the room... That would just take up too much time. I need to get going. Uh, you find yourself in a hallway with um, these, uh, I think... How did we say they were lit before? Do we use magic stones? I always use magic stones for light. Let's go with... Uh, Let's say they are um, candle lanterns, we'll say. Um, Stone hallway with candle lanterns. There is a door in front of you. Oh, there's a door at the end of this hall, rather. And do you you just run for it? Yeah. Okay. It is unlocked, as, like, these doors are. Um, I I think that to get into a room, it is not locked. To get out of Although for Thelion, they had been. To get out, they are locked. Yeah. Well, Thalion was coming from a different direction. Yeah, like, that's this true. is us leaving, and I guess they wouldn't ever expect anybody to leave. Yeah. You want to go through this door? Yep. You open the door, um, and this room is brightly lit by um, a massive uh, sunstone in the center. And the first thing you notice is that it smells like animal life, it smells like a farm mm-hmm. here. Because that's essentially what it is. It's the small stables with uh, lamb and uh, donkeys and goats and pigs, livestock, strange animals that you have never seen before, mm-hmm. which I guess would have been the previous lamb as well. You would have never seen these animals. The only livestock you're familiar with are reindeer. Right. These are strange, pink, hairless, fat rolled animals with short snouts and small uh animals with bright white curls in in these stables and there is uh, a pair of arctic elves here in in like farming gear uh and they look at you and uh in in shock i think i just start talking to them i not like casually i think i'm just like where are the exits i think that's what i ask where are the exits okay can you roll plus charisma? Sure. I'm wondering how these elves so will react. That's so charismatic. What is your charisma? Zero. Okay. I rolled snake eyes. <laughs> I super didn't get it. One of one of these elves reaches for a shovel, um, and she pulls up a shovel and she goes, "You don't belong here. You need to go back." I think I pull up my wand for the first time. I actually like point my wand at someone mm-hmm. and I go, "Where are?" the exits i think with that snake eyes she is going to come at you with the shovel um and she she lifts up the shovel and she's gonna she's about to swing it at you what do you want to do i would like to induce stasis just on her 
so that I scare the other one into talking. Okay. That's my objective. Much better this time. I rolled an 11 naturally. So on top of that, I rolled, was that plus three? Okay. So 14. So yeah, you do it. You, she freezes. Uh, what's it look like when she freezes? Is it just, uh, I think last time there was like a mist. Yeah. So there's like kind of like this mist that comes out. On a 10 plus, your spell helps solve the problem, but I still have to choose something from the list. But yeah, there's like a mist that comes out of my wand and kind of envelops her and only her. But my magic's effect is temporary or superficial. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you freeze her and she stops. Uh, but you can see like after a second, she's like starting to slowly move again. Like yeah. very slowly. And I point my wand at the next one. And I, Where are the exits? I think he points to a door mm-hmm. um, and he goes, uh, that leads to a hallway that goes to the sleep. If you go through the hallway and to the right, it goes to the sleeping chambers. I don't know what goes to the left. Do you know where the dungeons are? No. Okay. And I book it. All right. I was initially thinking before these elves were here mm-hmm. that I would let all these animals out and send them down the hallway towards Kristoff. Okay. But there's two elves here. I don't think that would work. You don't want to deal with them? No. For that for that part of the plan? Yeah. That's too much work. Fair. Um, but I knock some shit over. I'm just mad. So I'm knocking <laughs> stuff over as I run away. Okay. Uh, you make your way through that hall. And in in the hall, the hall uh, goes forward a short distance and then tees. Uh, okay. It goes left. It goes right. Right. And he said the right goes to the elves' sleeping quarters. The elves' sleeping... He said sleeping quarters. I had assumed it was like Kristoff's and stuff. Oh. Um, let's say he said our sleeping quarters. Okay. I don't know if the sleeping quarters would be worth it. Because I don't think that that's where Solovar is. I go left. Okay. When you go left, you, I think you feel that spell mm-hmm. that you've been feeling. And I, I think, like, to get out of the that other room, like, you barely even felt it. You just, like, pushed there because you've done it a few times. It's getting easy now. Right. But this one is different. This is, it feels like your heart is literally stopping the closer you get to the door. Like, you are so, you can feel that adrenaline pushing into your veins. Mm-hmm. So much that it feels like it's going to kill you. You're going to have a heart attack. I've encountered this spell a couple times, and this one's a little different. So I think I am going to try to discern realities about this spell so that I can, if I if I keep encountering it, because so, it sounds like I keep, I'm going to keep encountering it, I can just, like, undo it. So I'd like, that's my objective for discerning realities about this door and this spell. Okay, two things. A, I think if you want to go that route, it's more of a spout lore. Okay. Because you want to, like, identify the spell and know how to deal with it. That's true. Uh, you also already have counterspell. So if you spout lore about it, but that we, could give you bonuses to your counterspell. Didn't we discuss that this wasn't a spell cast specifically on me? We settled on that it was because it was affecting you yes. specifically. Okay, that's right. So, yeah, I, then I'd like to spout lore about it then. Okay. That's what I'd like to do. But I'm going to use my arcane learning. I didn't do it. Okay. <laughs> what did you... I rolled a four, but plus two is still makes it a six. All right. I... All right. So make sure you mark XP. Yes. I am looking at my dungeon moves. Yeah. And I think I'm going to do something very cruel. Oh, that <laughs> seems about right. So, yeah, you you know nothing about the spell. The spell is... 
outside of anything Solovar was ever able to teach you. Mm-hmm. But you are you are still continuing. But if you want to get any, if you want to get through this door, you're gonna have to counterspell. Do I counterspell? Yeah. If I don't go through this door, I have to go through the sleeping quarters, and I just don't feel like that's gonna be very helpful to me. I I. I know you can't tell me one way or another, but I just don't feel like the sleeping quarters are very helpful. I think there's a reason why this door is more protected than the right. others. Um, I rolled a fucking 11. Plus intelligence, I rolled a 13. So I gained three hold. Okay. So I can spell, I can spend my holds on this spell deals no damage. This spell's effect on you are superficial and temporary. You take plus one forward against the caster and you may cast a spell against the caster immediately. So I have three hold. I am taking this spell deals no damage. This spell effects are superficial and temporary, and I take plus one forward against the caster. Okay. Mark down that you'll take plus one uh, forward against uh, the caster of this spell. But you you manage to get to the this, this huge oaken door, and you get it open. What is more important to you? Is it more important to you that you find Solovar or is it more important to you that you get out I think it's more important that I get out but it's very very close okay like they are almost identical but if I can't save him I need to try to save myself you know what I mean Mm -hmm. when you open this door this is the first room that is entirely in darkness you can see two or three feet into the room and then it is entirely cast in darkness there is a small table next to the door with a candle lantern, a candle carry lantern, mm-hmm. um, but other, it is unlit. What do you want to do? I would like to discern realities before I light this candle. Okay. Sure. I know I can't discern a ton, but I guess I'm trying to feel out with my magical feelings to see if I if it's safe for me to light this candle. Okay. Like if there was a check for traps, that's what I would be doing. Mm, I see. You know what I mean? Yes. All right. Yeah, roll to discern realities. Roll the nine plus wisdom is a nine. So I get one. What should I be on the lookout for? You should be on the lookout for Kristoff's inevitable catching up to you. I go to turn on the candle. Light the candle. All right. Uh, yeah, I think there is a lighters were invented before matches, right? Yes. Let's say that there is a, let's say that there's a small, like, uh, what's the, one of the little cap flint and steels? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. squeeze the tongs together? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to light the candle. And you do, so you light the candle. So in the end, I want to close the door behind me. Okay. But I want to check the room out before I close the door behind me. Because if I'm locking myself in a room with a mimic, I don't want to do that. <laughs> there are no there are no mimics in this I in don't this know dungeon. that. I don't that's, know that. That's true. You don't know that. Ella Hare doesn't know that. But you light the you light the lantern, um, and close the close the glass. Yes. Door. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. On um, the lantern. And you you said you want to check out the room. I do want to check out the room a little bit. You hold the lantern aloft, and this room is lined on either side with like a short a small hallway in between with uh, cells. Oh, wonderful! I close the door behind me. Okay. All right. You close the door behind you? Wait, no, not yet. Okay. No, wait, not yet. I can see cells. Can I see another door out of here? Uh, no. So this is the only door? That, it appears to be so. Uh-uh. Fine, I close the door behind me. Okay. You hear a voice croak from in the darkness. Uh, are you back to torture us more? 
Do I recognize the voice? No. Okay. I think I just say it out loud. I think I go, I'm looking for Solovar. Uh, you hear another voice go, have you been wicked? I don't say anything. And I just start walking down the cells, looking into each cell, looking for Solovar. Okay. In the first cell, there is what appears to have once been an elf, but he now has thick horns growing from his forehead um, and his face is covered in this gray-brown fur and tusks emerge from his lips and he his shoulders and chest are scarred uh, with runes um, and his fingers end in long claws and when you approach he slams against the cage and he goes, have you been wicked? Are you bad? Did you just describe Krampus? No. <laughs> okay, I, I'm so creeped out right now. Um, I continue going. Oh, I continue going down the cells. Okay, An- another cell has much the same, um, but this one sits in the corner and goes. Uh, he he does not approach. Let's. Fl- she does not approach, and uh, she says, "Um, are you here to torture us more?" And she looks at you and she goes. You have a different magic. Your magic is colder. Is that what he wants? Do you know where Solovar is? She goes, is Solovar the new one? Maybe. She shrugs. Well, you're not helpful. Oh, I'm so creeped out. Okay, Elahair, I think after the, is he the new one? She goes, maybe. And nothing happens. She just continues on. She doesn't have time right. to sit here and chit-chat. The last cell has... Much the same. There is an elf uh, in this cage, in this cell. They appear older. Their their shoulders are hunched, and their hair is is much longer. It hangs down, and they have bony protrusions coming for up their arms, uh, and these long, thin claws. Uh, and they look at you with yellow, diamond-pupiled eyes. And uh, Solvar says, "Ella, here, you're here." Have you been very bad? And I think we will end there. Oh, um, no, my we're gonna, heart. We're going to end a little early. Normally, I would like to uh, go long and finish the episode in two. But I'm dying. Yeah. Uh, and we have places to be and things to do. And uh, I don't want to keep destroying your throat. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we apologize that we have not been in Segaranza for uh, a month at this point, And... Um, going to be a little bit longer but you know january is still uh winter it's still cold and dark and we have plenty of time to get back to segaranza and make sure that consasau saves the day christmas season goes until january 6th that's terrible no that's when the three kings come i know that doesn't that's the 12 days of christmas it starts on christmas day and it goes on and no one no one does that (laughs) because abc family moved up the 12 days of christmas to the 365 days of christmas that's my rant of christmas (laughs) so uh we apologize for um for kind of going down some other routes and and leaving segaranza for a little while but we hope that you've been enjoying uh these different episodes we hope that you're having fun uh we are i think yeah so i uh, enjoy the scary scary santa do you well i enjoy that it's different (laughs) i'm enjoying the differentness Mm. of scary scary santa so and scary scary santa dad scary scary santa's son christoph is santa no grimner is santa 
I thought Kristoff was Santa. I don't know. They're both Santa. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for joining us this week. We hope to have you back next week uh, for, I hope, the conclusion of the Red Robed Lich saga. We want to give a special thank you to Zach B., our editor, without whom the show would not get made. Seriously, though? I don't think you guys understand how much editing he does. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. We want to say thank you to In Love with a Ghost for the use of their track, Chilling at Nemo's Place, off of the album Healing. You can find them at uh, inlovewithaghost.bandcamp.com. We want to thank all of you who have already given us five-star ratings on iTunes and given us, like, cool reviews and talked to us on Twitter. If you have not, one, you're a bad fan, and two, you can remedy this by giving us an like a late Christmas present by going on iTunes, leaving us a five star review, leaving us um, some cool feedback or whatever on Twitter, and you can find us at Heart Points Pod on Twitter. Hit that. All I want for Christmas is you to leave a review, please. That was adorable. Oh, that was so cute. Oh, my God, guys. That was so cute. You couldn't even see his face. That was adorable. That was the best uh, thing I've ever seen. Okay. I, okay. <laughs> um, so, yes, you can find us on Twitter at HeartPointsPod. Please uh, hit us up, message us, uh, spread the word about us on Twitter. It means a lot to us. It's really important. And That's it. you can find us on Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Oh, we are doing a live show. Woo! For the uh, Everything is Awesome Headstrong Comedy Festival in Philadelphia. That is January 27th. We are going to be at uh, Thirsty Dice on January 27th. Uh, Our show, I believe, is at 5.20. But from noon to 8 p.m., there are going to be awesome uh, AP podcasts doing uh, shows at Thirsty Dice. Refugees of Esmeralda, Pod of Love, uh, Party of One, um, and some other people who... uh, I have not had the joy of listening to yet, but I'm really excited to meet and listen to them. Uh, But we're going to be there. It would mean so much to us if you came out. Uh, We're going to have a lot of fun. We're still trying to decide what we're going to do, but it's going to be great. So mark your calendars and prepare to join us. Uh, We made a Facebook event that you can find uh, on our Facebook page. And I think that is everything. That sounds like everything. That was a lot of information. I know, a lot of housekeeping. So thank you all so much for everything, for joining us. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we can't wait to see you again next week. In the meantime, have a very nice day. But like a very, very nice one. Oh, and Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. 2018's over. Hopefully you don't start it with a touch of bronchitis. Have a very nice year. But like a very, very peaceful one. (laughs) 